0: Welcome back to Sex, Psycho, Love, and Me. This is your host, Edna Zoe. I'm taking you guys back this week to a past guest who you might remember from my Valentine's Day episode. We had a ton of fun recording and talked about everything. Check it out. Have you had any uh, better, like, has anyone redeemed themselves on Valentine's Day for you?
1: Not really. I have a pretty poor track record. Well, I mean, you and me both. I don't have a track record. I have Jackson. (laughs) I guess the one interesting thing is that I've been talking to someone and we've completely failed in terms of being able to be in the same city at the same time. We we both work in consulting. So we're just in a series of near misses in different Mm -hmm. cities. he's in Dallas, I'm in Chicago or New York, I'm back in and then I go to Dallas, he's in Chicago and we're just like, oh my gosh, our first date, he ended up having to go to London to see his parents and so like when we were supposed to see each other and then last week on Monday, we were at O'Hare at the same time and he wanted to come see me at my gate and I was like, I just don't know that I want my first meeting with a person that I've been talking to for like a month to be like,
0: as you're heading on a plane,
1: <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so I was just like, um, can we just put a pin in this until Friday? And no, then you now- haven't actually met him yet. No, and now we're stuck in Milwaukee. So, like next weekend, maybe the first time we ever see each other or go out. Oh my God, how perfect would that be if it was Valentine's Day? Oh, I don't. That's a lot of pressure. Like I feel like I have to just say, you know what? No expectations. It's just a day. Let's. yeah like at that point it, it's not valentine's day it's friday,
0: yes. <laughs> like, hey friday you just be awkwardly around everybody that's like celebrating it and going all out and you're like we just met no i love that i think that would be great i hope okay. it happens so maybe it's this?
1: just netflix and chill type of first date like stay at home cook some dinner yeah Stay away from everything else. Yeah. Is I that the like, guy that you were talking to? Like, did you meet him online or just do yeah. Yeah. I met him um, on Fishbowl. What's Fishbowl? It's sort of like, um, it's definitely not like LinkedIn. It's a little bit more like Facebook for professionals. Okay. Oh, okay. On what industry you work in. Yeah. They group you into bowls with other people in the same industry. So then you can kind of have industry shop talk. Okay. Type stuff. Okay. So like they va- they like validate your identity and where you work based on your LinkedIn profile. So they kind of know you're not imposing as someone else type situation. This, I have actually more Mr. Miyagi stories beyond Valentine's Day one. Um, okay. I also have one where I dated a guy who was five foot two accidentally.
0: No. Oh yeah. accidentally. Was it just online you didn't notice it and then all of a oh,
1: sudden no. you're like Oh no. What? I was dancing on a bar, so I was, like, very high up, mm-hmm. and he was standing there with his two friends. Well, they were all short, so, like, comparatively, I had no guide or way to, like, measure how short he was, and then, like, I jumped down off the bar at some point, and I was like, oh, hey, what? <laughs> You no, know, I was like, you're like, you know, a fair bit shorter than me. Cool. And then I felt like, you know, I'm an equal opportunity lover. Right. So I like no, I Yeah. You know, he was really like, like boob height. So I was like, this may work well. <laughs> so I was kind of like, we'll give it a shot. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> and, oh my god, I love it. It was just like we went walking. Um, I was dog sitting. Yeah. For- We took the dog out walking and we were, and while we were walking, I was like, I just feel like I'm babysitting. Like I can't, I just can't like mentally couldn't get past his height.
0: Yeah. I don't know why it's a thing. Like, and I'm not even like that tall, but like five, six and I'm all like, I
1: don't know. You're kind of short. Like
0: I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. And we all have our preferences. Like, I've dated yeah.
1: guys who are, like, exactly my height, and I'm cool with that. Like, if you're 5'10", uh, I'm fine. Like, I will yeah. go out with you if you're 5'10", but it's, like, when you're, like, definitely shorter than me, I just, I feel less feminine is the thing. Yeah, and
0: that's probably it, yeah.
1: I feel like I rock a little bit of a masculine vibe to begin with, and so mm. I was like, yeah, I don't want to feel like the guy in the relationship. Yeah, I don't see that, but okay. Yeah. That's I can respect
0: me. it, yeah. And I do know, like when, and it sucks because, like, that—that's something that we look at when we're dating. It's kind of like, oh, how tall is he? Uh, and I and I see that a lot of guys are like, and because it's a big deal, this is how tall I am.
1: <laughs> just like,
0: damn.
1: And I've read so many things where guys just flat out lie. Oh yeah, yeah. About it because they just women will completely just like swipe left, be super dismissive if they yeah. are like six foot tall. And so I was like, you know, that's really gonna bode well for you when you show up. Like what are you gonna do? Like where some platforms like you're yeah.
0: like Well that's like with guys swiping left on girls that aren't skinny. Like it's very much, you know, if you're not skinny or you're not athletic, then you know, that's something they put in their profiles, just like we put if you're not tall. <laughs> like well-
1: and I get it. It's a preference thing. Totally. I get that. But I was talking to a guy friend recently and I told him we were talking about the whole dating profile thing. He's married. So he has like a different take on it. But I told him, he was like, you should refer to yourself as thick. And I was like, I don't really like that word. I was like, I feel like if someone says they're thick, it's basically just like saying like, I'm fat, but I don't want to say I'm fat. And yeah, I, was, I, was, I don't know. I was like, I'm just unsure of like what word to even use. I was like, I basically just tell people, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm athletic, but pretty average body. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and I like, think that's what I put. I feel like I'm an average body because technically we are. I mean, I, I don't really go into much detail after that. After that, I'm like, bitch, you see the pictures. <laughs> like, I, I look like that. <laughs> like, there's. Not much more I can do there, but yeah, and I I can't stand it when a guy looks way older than his picture or like, that's happened to me several times. Like I meet them and they're like 30 pounds more overweight. They're older, they have gray hair. And I don't think, like that doesn't bother me. It's just like, that's not what you look like online. You know, that's not how you portrayed yourself from the get-go and you know, you've like aged 10 years. Like that's not fair to me <laughs> to be like thinking you're this guy. And then you're not, I like get that's happened to me a few times and I'm like, no boo. Like, no, I'm sorry.
1: I've Should only be- gone on two online dates and both of them, I will say one of them, the guy looked exactly the way he did in his online dating photos. Yeah. That was perfect. And then the second one, he was actually better looking in person. Than oh, he was-
0: already. Yeah. Um,
1: but so both of those were good. Like obviously, like it did not go more than one date. They were both actually very nice, very respectful. It was just kind of not a good match. Yeah. Um, but they were both great, and you know I felt like they were both honest in their profiles and stuff. So I don't go out with many like online dating people. Like, yeah. The other thing is like the two things I was going to mention when you're talking about that is one. Sometimes I feel like people tend to like post pictures that they like of themselves. Not really. Yeah. no Not really. Thinking about or caring so much exactly when that time was it's more of like that's sort of how they see themselves that's and true kind mm-hmm. of don't see themselves as having aged as much as someone else may
0: mm-hmm
1: ending on the thing and the other thing is like for me personally like I totally would prefer someone just be honest and post recent pics pics but I'm also like sort of um, sapiosexual and like the intellectual thing is huge for me huge, so like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I care less I care less about the looks than I do about intelligence and like chemistry and some of the other stuff.
0: Yeah. Well I'm okay with there being like a variety of pictures, like where yeah, yeah, yeah. this was you back in the day and this is you now. Like it like that's fine. But in these two incidents, they weren't like that at all. So I was like, What? Yeah, that's I don't look funny.
1: like yourself like at all. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely yeah. Yeah, that one. I mean, what do they think? Like, yeah, I just I feel like you're setting yourself up for like a very rough first meeting.
0: Yeah, a little bit of disappointment.
1: Yeah. One of the guys that I'm really close with at work told me recently we were having conversations about work stuff and just life in general. And he was like, every relationship, whether it's a work relationship or a personal like relationship, they're all about setting expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that is so fair. Like relationships fail all the time, both like things at work and personal relationships, because we don't want to be clear about what our expectations are. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, really need to do better with that. (laughs) It's
0: true. Well, it's also like you don't want to have these expectations, but you do in the back of your head without even realizing it. You're like, oh, I thought that was going to be different <laughs> like, but you're open. but you're all like but I'm open to it I'm gonna I'm open to see where it goes but you know as much as you want it to work you're like this isn't this isn't what I thought it was gonna be was yeah. dating has dating been different for you since because you were engaged for a while weren't you and you dated or you guys were together for a hot minute weren't you
1: um we were together for eight years we yeah. were for four. so the I mean the breakup was tough for sure because yeah. you know. I loved him and he, I still do love him. I talked to him today via, via text, but we have a very great relationship still, really great friendship. Yeah. Um, and he's a very good person and a very good guy. So dating, I'm trying to right the wrongs of my dating past in the sense of every time I date someone new, I tend to be a serial overcorrector. So whatever the main problem of my prior relationship was, I sort of overcorrect on the next one. Mm. and. Can you give me an example of that? Yeah. So like, you know, Josh (laughs) Josh didn't really have a job. (laughs) so He never was very financially stable. So, but I will say one of the wonderful things about Josh is that he was so incredibly thoughtful and very emotionally intelligent. So there were some really wonderful things about Josh and really he and I had probably the best like sense of humor match out of anyone I've ever dated.
0: Yeah. So, he's a funny dude. He he's is. so funny. So, yeah. he's
1: um, so when I moved, so after things ended with Josh and I got in my next relationship, I was like, okay, I was like the money stuff always bothered me. I need to find someone that has like a stable job situation. They make decent money they can take care of themselves and they're not going to expect me to have to pay for everything. Right. So um. I did that, but then, you know, there were some other things like with Rob, you know, he had an ex that wasn't, I, you know, who was a little not great. Yeah. <laughs> and when you did, and that was my, and dating him, that was also my first experience of dating someone with a child. Um. So you know, there were definitely some other things that, you know, in, in hyper focusing on finding someone that had a stable job, which, I'm sorry, At, I'm now 45. At our age, my age, having a stable job should be table stakes. That's not right. really,
0: really ours. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah. Um, so, But I I was very, very focused on that um, and, you know, didn't necessarily assess properly or maybe take into consideration some of the other things and truly how challenging it was going to be to date someone that – I, his son is great. I never had any problems with his son. It was the ex-wife factor yeah. mm-hmm. of just how difficult that can be if someone ha- doesn't have a good relationship or the ex is just a bad person, yeah. kind of the drain and constant, like, effect that that has on your relationship.
0: It's super emotional. Yeah, it's a lot of, very draining when it's, you know, nothing but meanness coming from the other party. Yeah. Part.
1: yeah. Yeah. And so, and you know, so in terms of dating, I'm trying to just, you know, I took some time, we broke up in August. So I've tried to take some time and kind of reassess, like, you know, who I am, be fairly honest with, you know, my shortcomings. I you know I'm, I'm great at some things, not so great at others, kind of, you know, what that blend and what that mix is, yeah. and who and what I'm really looking for. And, you know, I guess, There's always, there's definitely a closet romantic in me where, you know, I love grand gestures and romance and things, but I've never really dated anyone who was romantic. Yeah. So I kind of put my romanticism like in a box and put it away in the closet because I don't want to be, I don't want to set myself up for disappointment with expecting these grand gestures of romance, of romance that I never get. I hope you took that box out because you deserve it. 100%. Oh, thank you. And I'm trying. So, you know, I'm really poor at being vulnerable and talking about my emotions. So I'm trying to push myself more to be open and say like, you know, this is how I feel. I feel this way for a reason. I shouldn't be ashamed of my feelings. They're valid and I, you know, deal with it <laughs> if you don't like it and not tell someone to deal with it in like a disrespectful way where I like do a dump and run on the emotional yeah. life here
0: <laughs> Why? Like, <I'm> not- <laughs> Thank you for not loving me right no but that's so true I think yeah it's you definitely you know that's a huge part of like trying to get back into the dating is you have to really you realize what you had you realize what you you know don't want and then just kind of build yourself up again and and loving yourself is a huge part of that and I think vulnerability has a big piece with not even just the whole dating piece but with like your own self like you said opening yourself and like really wanting to be you know vocal about like what you do and don't want and then sticking to it so that's always a challenge
1: absolutely and you know toward the end of you know making the decision about ending my relationship with Rob there were definitely you know thoughts and feelings around like being in my 40s and being single again and what does that look like and you know will I ever find love again will I ever find someone who loves me and feeling like I was sort of never enough and sort of potentially unworthy of love so it's taken a lot to kind of you know I felt like I was doing the right thing in terms of ending my relationship both for Rob and for me because we both deserve better yeah But at the same time, you know, realizing that he was a good man, he did love me tremendously, and that walking away from that did put me in a position where I potentially may not ever be in a long-term relationship again. Like, you just don't know what the future holds. So it was scary, but I had to do what I felt like was right for both of us. Um, As much as he may not have felt that it was the right decision, I still felt that it was right for me and that he deserved better. So it was, I mean, uh, that was tough. So like, I'm just trying to, you know, kind of slowly get back out there. But I will say there were definitely a couple times where I had to really think about if I was ready to start dating again, mm-hmm. because it's so easy to kind of jump into the dating because of, you know, you want the validation, you want the attention, like you want to kind of feel whole again, feel loved, whatever all those things are. But online dating is so tough. So like, yeah. the more there's a lot of rejection that comes with that. So you have to say, like, am I in a solid enough emotional place to deal with the potential rejection, like, time and time again that I'm going to get from online dating?
0: I mean, you have to be, I think. And I think that's, like, one of the reasons why sometimes I'm not, like, I totally remove myself from it because I'm like, oh, I'm I'm not, I don't need this type of rejection right now. Like, I emotionally, I cannot nor do I want to like go through that process because that's basically what it is when you're online dating is there is rejection there is disappointment there is like you don't know and for me sometimes even like I don't know if this is true like I have been catfished before so I'm always like you know I'll be sending Kathy my shit and be like girl I need you to FBI this (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> this guy is legit <laughs> yeah
0: she's like the queen of like I can figure anything out on this dude and I'm like yes I need you to find out
1: she's the one that found my catfish have you ever been catfish? I don't I mean not that I know of like I've had some one night stands so I mean I guess I don't, I don't know if I'm a good one night stand story tell you a good one yeah I mean if you if you want if you have one so I have like so the JW Essex house that Marriott I'll tell you my most recent one the JW Essex house City <laughs> is kind of it's it, I've equated it to basically it's my tinder I don't okay. have tinder, I never have every time I go to the bar at the JW 100% it can go back to someone's room with them damn so I was like, I don't know what it is about that place. It's just I'm my love. i coming life. to visit. <laughs> so I ended up meeting this guy who was like an attorney in town on business. And so when it's one night, you can honestly say you're whoever you would like. Right. I wouldn't call that catfishing. It's just, you know, playing a role for the night possibly. Yeah. You know, I think I was like about two bottles deep into my night <laughs> of wine, <laughs> you know not the best judgment on my part. So um, we met and um, talked for a little while, whatever. He was like five foot seven. And so definitely a little bit on the shorter side for me. But he was he only dated women who were 5'10 and over. So like, I was in his wheelhouse. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, it's been a minute. Sure.
0: Right.
1: Uh, Yeah. We had a couple drinks at the bar and then we went back up to his room and then he was like, he's like, um, how long do I have you for? And I was like, well, my first meeting's at eight. He's like, okay, so I have you until like seven. I was like, I'm not staying here till seven. (laughs) Like I want to stay in my own bed. (laughs) So I, yeah. So, you know, had some fun a couple times and then, uh, ended up getting, going back to my hotel and spending some time on the phone with one of my friends holding onto a trash can, deciding if I wanted to throw up or not. (laughs) <laughs> so you know, not one of my finer nights so i mean it seems like it's a common
0: <laughs> like you meet him you date him then it's just like or you fuck up and then it's like oh
1: god the, next yeah. Yeah. So the, the interesting thing was um i've never really i don't know if this is like too far for the podcast or whatever but i'm thing. Never- Okay, cool. So I've never really dipped my toe into much like around S&M, but I find Mm. it very intriguing. Like I, I did some research. There's honestly a class that you can take in like Manhattan and Soho that is to be a dominatrix. Oh, right on. Very interested in this. Like I want to pay the two grand and I want to go to this class. Oh my gosh. If I had two grand, I would go with you, Kelly. That sounds amazing. Uh, Yeah. So this guy was like very much into choking. Ah. I was like, this is all new for me. (laughs) Yeah, I've been choked a couple of times. So, I mean, like, I was too drunk to realize, but he actually, like, took the pillowcase off the pillow while we were banging and was, like, going to use the pillowcase to choke me. And I was like, too far, too far, (laughs) too much. (laughs) Safe word. What's my safe word? No. We forgot to establish a safe word, so it's just No. Had no idea. (laughs) He was like, I just spent so much effort multitasking to do that. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I was like, I didn't even realize that was happening. I was like, but I can't. It's just
0: Yeah. Well, I was about to say, did he even tell you? That's crazy. Well,
1: I mean, he was doing it like right, like he was doing it while we were fucking. So like I noticed, but I was too drunk to notice. Oh
0: my gosh, that's
1: crazy. So, so then the next day, I'm like at the office and like my neck hurts so bad. I was just like, ah! <laughs> do I have any bruises? Like, do I need a scarf? So yeah, he did text me a very nice like thank you text the next day to say thank you for hanging out with me. I had a lot of fun. And you're welcome. <laughs> I, I know. Thank you for not choking me. <laughs> and he, he found out, I ended up having to extend my trip in New York, so I texted him, I was, and he was like, safe travels, getting home. I was like, oh, I'm actually still here. Like, I had some stuff come up, and I wasn't able to go home, and he was like, oh, he's like, did you want to get together again tonight?
0: Oh, my gosh. Did you?
1: No. My neck hurts. I'm like, <laughs> give it, I'm like how much am I going to get, like, brutalized on night two? <laughs> like. This not 45- give me a massage, a neck massage. Probably this 45-year-old body can't handle that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. So that was my most recent one. I've had some others over the years. I think my worst general experience was a guy I think I met a long time ago off of Match that I went out with. And he was a stockbroker in Chicago. And we went out, and he was very much into scotch. So we, like, went out to dinner, went back to his place, had some scotch. And it was some Johnny Walker blue or some shit I'd never had before. So we're drinking, and I was like, oh, this tastes really good. And he was like, oh, or he's like, yeah. He's like, it goes, he's like, it tastes really good. He's like, um, but it would taste better coming out of you.
0: What? And I was what?
1: Like,
0: what does that mean?
1: need <laughs> to pee on him or drink <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I was just like, I can't with this. Like, I just... <laughs> Stockbrokers have so many issues. Like, stay away. I was like, <laughs> but I was like, so then I spent the rest of the time trying to just pound the damn drink and GTFO before I actually had to pee because I didn't want to have to pee and not be on him. I was like, is he gonna break the door to the bathroom down and try to like get in there while I'm peeing? I was like, oh my gosh! i was like, I just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that
0: actually happened to me once, and I did do it because. I had, like, been hooking up with this guy for a minute, so it was one of, and not, I mean, not that long, but it was a thing where I was, like, okay, let me just see, like, let me be open to this, (laughs) like, I want to try something new, and he wants to do this, like, can I do it, can I do it? It was so awkward, because I, it took me forever to try to pee, because I was, like, got, like, the stage fright or something, and I couldn't do it, and then, then I did it, and I was like, oh, okay. And then he, like, went down on me, and I was like, this is gross. I'm not going to kiss you, but okay. It felt great, and, yeah, it was not as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Because at first I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I probably spent an hour of, like, no, I don't know. Like, mm, let me think about this. <laughs> like, I don't know how I
1: feel about this. It's shy bladder?
0: Big time. I could not go, and I had already been drinking, and you know, had already broken the uh, the seal. So <laughs> then it was just I can't do it. And then I did and I was like, I can't believe I did this. So oh I mean it wasn't well, it. it wasn't horrible. It's one of those, you know, where you just, you know, see what <laughs> happens.
1: I definitely I definitely feel like I would rather I think I would rather really pee on someone than have them pee on me.
0: Yes, totally. I've never been peed on. No, I
1: have. I have. Oh, but, really? Okay. But it was I told him he could do it in the shower. Yeah, that makes so, sense. I was like, you can pee on me, but only in the shower because we're already like in the shower and it's fine.
0: Like where so, else would you do it? Like, I mean, I don't know. Do it out? Like, I mean, because I'm like, what? How are you gonna pee oh. on me? But Like on my bed?
1: Like that'll get everywhere. And ooh. Well, now I feel like I have to go to Pornhub and watch some shit and figure it
0: out. Let's clarify.
1: It's a short series. I think there's only one season on Netflix called Bonding. And it's about bondage. And one of the characters in it, like, that's his kink, is having someone pee on him. And, like, to the oh point Oh, my where
0: gosh.
1: It. So it's really interesting. I definitely recommend it. Watching uh, that was I'll kind of. It. Fun. That watching that show is actually kind of what like got me into the mindset of like thinking through. And I've read some articles about like how men in power and you know have very stressful jobs that like they're constantly having to make decisions, be in these authoritative roles. So they very much want to be dominated because they just want to have someone else take control
0: interesting
1: so it's Mm the whole power dynamic and so like i've been like talking to another guy that i also met on fishbowl different guy um who he's very much a dom and he's looking for a sub so kind of talking through that and like what he would want to do in a dungeon and
0: stuff so oh my gosh i would love to be in the middle of that conversation
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah. So um I should send you a screenshot. I actually bought a crop off of um Amazon the other day. A what? A, like a leather, like a crop, like Oh, right on, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I bought that and I bought some condoms. So Amazon's recommendations for me lately have been just really great, really stuck uh. <laughs> based on my past <laughs> buying history. So, um, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I just I have so many issues. I'm such a
0: weirdo. Um but yeah. Like you're not. I feel like it's such a common thing. Like I would definitely do some bondage for sure. Um like I've always wanted to get tied up. That's always been a thing or blindfolded. Yep. been a thing. I don't know why I've never tried it. Um it's probably cuz most of my guys were like one night stands <laughs> or just like okay, thanks, bye. Um But yeah, I think that would be a a fun thing to explore. So definitely we should do another chat on like what we've learned thus far.
1: Yeah. So I'll throw this out there. Um, There's a website called um, Kink B&B, which is like an Airbnb. No way. But it's all for dungeons. So I found one very close to my apartment and it has a lot of stuff that is available for use during your rental time at the dungeon. So I will one hundred percent be going there at some point. um, Uh, Yeah, because I need to experience all of this. But it has like the cross that you're the big X. Like the name is escaping me right now. That you like get like handcuffed to. Oh shit! And shit, like it is like a full blown dungeon. So yeah. So I'm. I will definitely be going and checking this out at some point. I just need to find the right person that I trust that isn't gonna like handcuff me to the thing and leave me there
0: I mean it's true I wonder how like have you asked like your friend who who does it like how does it have to be like in a type of circle of friends to find people that would be open to it or does is it just really building trust with someone to be like you know yeah it's
1: it's kind of Yeah, it's it's generally just kind of building trust, like asking questions, kind of like starting to probe. Like I had a conversation with one of my female colleagues the other night and like we really quick got into the fact that like she had just spent that weekend in New York visiting and she's like the third person and will be in a threesome with a married couple. Mm. And just like, it's just kind of a casual thing. She sees them when she sees them. She's the third, whatever. So like, you know, I've had a lot of conversations about kind of like, there's also this concept of being a switch where you like to kind of sometimes be the dom, sometimes be the sub and kind of go back yeah. and forth. And so like, I think that's also, it feels a little bit more egalitarian in terms of power, like you right. take turns going back and forth and you're not always one or the other. And so in I could
0: do that. I could see that being more, is that new? Cause I don't think I've ever heard that term.
1: Um, not really. I think it's just every person's different. So it just depends on, like, solely, like, they want to be a dom or they solely want to be a sub. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, I think feminism and kind of all the Me Too stuff has kind of shifted some things where, like, I don't have to always be the submissive one or I don't always have to be anything. I can kind of be what I want and my mood changes on any given day. And if you piss me off, maybe tonight I'm going to be the dom and I'm going to make you suffer a little for being a dick. Yeah. So, you know, I think it just kind of goes back and forth a little bit. So I think just as the times change, things change. And just like as I've gotten into my 40s, like there's definitely, I don't know, feels like a sexual maturity where people just had more time to like be with more partners and more people. Yeah. A lot of people are also coming out of relationships that were um, largely kind of vanilla. Yeah they didn't necessarily feel like they were free and open to explore like their desires, their kinks, you know, things that they really wanted without judgment. And so now people are kind of like, Oh, Hey, cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. I totally, yeah. Turning 40 has been like my eyes on my eyes on the ball. Like I do want to be more explored, you know, explorative with my, you know, own sexual, you know, being like, how do I feel about things? Like, be more comfortable I haven't gotten laid in so long like it definitely questions a lot of things like oh my god like did I lose a sex drive because I'm older like what's going on is it because I've been so consumed and so busy and so like not making myself a priority for so long that that just kind of slipped through the crack (laughs) like what the fuck happened um because I'm totally a different person from like you know when you probably first met me like I was always Going out and getting laid and living my best life, and now it just seems like it's a lot more different. It's like I'm more like aware of what I want, and I definitely don't want to have one night stands like that happen online. Like I want to meet you. I'm not saying I wouldn't fuck you. I just I'm not. That's not what I'm signing because that's what that's what it was like for me before. Like I would just meet somebody and it would just go, like come over and have sex with me, and we'll do this again if it but you know was a good time but you know I never thought about the risk of like I've never met this person or like could be a serial killer it was just like I didn't care I just wanted to get laid and now I'm all like "Mm, I want to meet you first (laughs) like I want to see what this is going to be like before I you know invite you into my home and I don't really know what's changed I don't know if that was become more of a sexual maturity within myself, or if it was just me, um, I don't know. I I don't know if it's just the maturity part or just me, like, knowing that when I did that, it wasn't always, you know, a good time, or it didn't always make me feel good afterwards.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably a combination. Like, I definitely... The one night stand that I had recently, like, I didn't go into it with any expectations at all. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't expect for it to happen, you know. So I didn't feel anything bad about it. like yeah. having it. But I've had ones in the past where it felt like I was just filling a void with one night stands because there was really, you know, I didn't have any people that I was, like, dating or in the in a place where I was going to be in a relationship with them so you know sometimes it comes from a place of loneliness and just wanting some human connection but I feel like while you may have human connection in the moment it was so mentally and emotionally unfulfilling to have those one night stands yeah. that I would then like feel worse about myself or the situation not slut shaming myself just not uh, what I was chasing was an emotional um, fulfillment that just does not come from a one night stand. So I just realized that I was like, you know what, this is just not what I want because I'm, I don't feel better. It's not like I'm like, Oh God, someone scratched that itch. Yeah. It's more, God damn it. Now I feel worse. <laughs> but, so part of it was that. And then in terms of like you wondering, like if you still have a sex drive, like what all that is like, I'm, Pretty certain, you know, I'm five years going on six years older. I definitely still do. Everyone's hormones are different. I'm sure you do. I do. I bought a vibrator. I'm, I'm back in business. You're back <laughs> in business. Um, I highly recommend the womanizer if you have not tried the womanizer. Um, I love that you're so full of knowledge. It simulates oral sex, it's the best thing that's ever been invented, hands down. Wow so it's like 200 bucks worth the investment i have spent 100
0: on my though not this one the previously one was 100 and something like 20 but it was so great but then it like fell and i had like a tile shower at the time and it just cracked and then i couldn't charge it and i was like no (laughs) you failed me (laughs) how are you just gonna break you can't break you were over a hundred bucks. You were supposed to last me forever. And I never got yeah. it on a dude. So that was super disappointing because that's all I wanted. Just, you know, I wanted someone to use it on me because it had like these super intense settings that I couldn't get past by myself, like setting my core. I was like, I can't do it by myself. Like It's too much.
1: But, yeah, I have a couple. One of them actually has a mobile app where you can let someone else control it. What? And you just wear it around? No, it's just intended more for, like, I think when you're, like, having, like, a long-distance situation. Oh, interesting. So they can control, like, the speed, the vibration pattern, like, all of it. So I've yet to try oh, it with this one. Yeah. So I've – it's not my favorite one. It's just one that I have. Um, but the Womanizer, that one, 100%, highly recommend that. I'm gonna have to um, look it up.
0: I'm gonna have to save up for the womanizer.
1: <laughs> Put it on my Amazon gift list. <laughs> like making donations. We're gonna crowdfund uh, this <laughs> <person>. <laughs> and it needs help getting laid. <laughs> or this will do. <laughs> or the womanizer will do. <laughs> I'm I'm very conflicted over the name. Like I wish they would have chosen a different name for it. But I know. yeah. But I but, know. yeah. It's it's solid. I, I will I'll I give it a pass because of the work that it does.
0: Nice. That is awesome. I love that. I'm gonna look it up right now.
1: <laughs> but no, I've actually from like um the guy that I've been talking to that I meant end up meeting for the first time on Valentine's Day. Like he and I have great chemistry. So like we have been like we sexed a lot, we've had phone sex several times. So like I love phone sex. Like that yeah. shit's fun. He has he's um he grew up partially in like Dubai and he's part Nepalese. So he's like very, and his parents live in London. So he has a very mixed background. So like his accent is lovely. Uh. And so just like hearing him say like dirty things to me with the accent is like the other night he was like, I want you to be my whore. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. Whatever you want. (laughs) I'm almost there just from hearing that. Oh yeah. So it's one of those things. And he loves my act. He loves my voice. He doesn't call it an accent, but clearly I probably to him have an accent. Yeah. Which is American. But yeah, like when we talked the other day, when we were, he called me while we were both at O'Hare and we talked briefly. Nothing sexual at all, because I was in the car with another with another person at the time, and it was just more logistics of like if we could meet up or what was going on, and he texted me after we hung up, and he was like, "I love the sound of your voice. He's like, I got hard in the airport just like talking to you uh, that's and I was like, hot. yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's hot and so, having a twenty five percent off <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, so, like I, I'm hopeful that when we meet each other in person, um, the chemistry translates. Yeah. Have you seen pictures of him though, right? I have. And he's pictures of me. Do you guys ever FaceTime? We don't. um, I don't know. And it's like, I've really been really good about uh, not being Kathy and like stalking him. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to basically work off of information that people give me being very, organic and authentic with like just asking questions and having normal conversation. Yeah. And taking someone's word as being truthful until they give me reason not to. So yeah, I haven't like cyber stalked him for so a dis-
0: proud of you. I'm impressed.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I mean it's probably coming from a little bit of like ignorance is bliss. Like I, I mean try- if
0: it's not broke, don't fix it sometimes.
1: Yeah if you stumble deep into someone's like Instagram feed and you see this yeah. like, and shit. Yeah. Like there's part of you that's like, why didn't they delete that? Yeah. <laughs> then there's another part of you like, Oh, holy shit. She's hot. Like I don't compare. So it's just like, it puts me in a bad headspace. And so like, sometimes it's, you're better off not knowing if it's not something that like will harm you.
0: Yeah, because we—that's what we all end up doing anyway. <laughs> so it's just so one last I, thing to to add to that, because I think we always come up with our own stories when it, when there's the dead silence or there's nothing going on or yeah. you're curious. But I love that it's—it seems like you're taking a different route, like just in general. To-
1: yeah, I'm trying to take the high road. Um he did. I'm trying to not have expectations, but he did talk about going away for a weekend and also um spending my birthday in Paris.
0: Oh, so, la la, that's so ooh. dreamy.
1: Yes. Yeah, so like okay. <laughs> see <if laughs> What's any of when's your birthday? 20th. <laughs> So we'll see, given the fact that it's been like, I think we started talking like right after New Year's. So we're on like five weeks of talking and have yet to really be in the same city at the same time. So we'll see like how well this all shakes out.
0: Are you both from living in Chicago, though? He lives
1: 10 minutes from me.
0: Oh, my God. That is so crazy. You've probably ran into him before. (laughs)
1: so Um, yeah I mean technically we were both home that is crazy I guess last weekend we were both technically home like we were supposed to go out on Sunday last week was it last week I don't even know time is like a weird time space continuum sometimes there was a weekend that we were supposed to go out but he ended up um I think it was last weekend maybe he was sick and ended up like running a fever and whatnot. So coronavirus killing my shit.
0: Oh, please don't say that. <laughs> I'm
1: fine, I'm fine now, but I spent in general, like everyone, like even the other guy that I talked to about like the dungeon and the S and M stuff, like different guy, but like, he's been sick. I've barely talked to him. Like I checked in on him the other day. I was like, are you all right? He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm still not a hundred percent. He's like, hopefully after like some more rest this weekend, I'll be back to normal. So he's been down and out for like over a week. That's so crazy. Yeah, everybody's sick. So now is this is not a good Valentine's Day for random hookups. Yeah, it's still so Friday. It's still a week away. Anything could happen. <laughs> yeah, I just meant the the masses that are out there. I was like, uh, you may just want to skip the kissing and wear wear a mask and just only focus on like junk to junk contact. hmm I I don't think you could pass the coronavirus from like D to P. I don't think you can either.
0: <laughs> so just do not touch tit, no neck and up, neck and up. Yep. Chin and up, chin and up.
1: <laughs> and sanitizer everywhere else. <laughs> you like, you like skip the lube, or we're just gonna go straight to hand sanitizer.
0: Seriously, just alternate, just alternate between.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that
0: burned, that was the wrong, that was not lube. My bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> oh god well now your dick is
1: you know um like if it, like, sh- like if it burns when it pees it's just <laughs> like- <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh my bad <laughs> oh man that's the best i love it thank you so much this has been you fun awesome.